Tell all the truth, but tell it slant. By Emily Dickinson Tell all the truth, but tell it slant. Success and circuit lies. Too bright for our infirm delight. The truth superb surprise. As lightning to the children eased, with explanation kind, the truth must dazzle gradually, or every man be blind. I'm Vanessa K. Eccles, and this is Fabled. Emily Elizabeth Dickinson was an American poet born in Amherst, Massachusetts on December 10, 1830. Raised in a prominent family, the young Emily was well-educated, having attended Amherst Academy for seven years and then briefly Mount Holyoke Female Seminary. Much like Faulkner's Emily in A Rose for Emily from a few episodes ago, Dickinson was known for her eccentricities and her tendency to be reclusive. She spent the greater part of her time in her home and in her later life secluded in her bedroom. Though she was a prolific writer, she only had 10 of her nearly 1,800 poems and one letter published in her lifetime. Her writing was unconventional, breaking the poetic rules, so it was heavily edited when it was published. Ironically, her tendency to not conform is one of the reasons we love her today. Her poetry is known for its unusual yet purposeful use of capitalization, its use of slant rhyme, and its short length. She thought in abstract terms, was deeply introspective, acutely aware of her own shortcomings, and used writing as a brave tool to explore both herself and the world. Many of the poems venture deep into philosophical questions like death, immortality, and the divine. She also endeavored to make the mundane speak and use nature and society to do so. People closest to Emily knew she wrote poetry, but it wasn't until her death in 1886 that they discovered just how much. Her younger sister Lavinia found her vast collection, and family friends first published it in 1890. Her work was again heavily edited before publication, but in 1955, a more authentic glimpse at the poems was given by Thomas H. Johnson's collection. Most of Emily's relationships were through the pen, which may not seem odd now with the use of modern technology as the largest source of community in the modern age, but back then it was rare. Through her many letters, scholars have painted a picture of Emily, her relationships, and her personality. She was a passionate woman with a strong wit and a desire to communicate everything purely and with the zest that matched her own feeling. She once wrote a literary critic, Thomas Higginson, asking, Is my verse alive? She was best known in life for being an excellent gardener, 
having studied botany from an early age. She collected 424 pressed flower specimens that she kept in a leather-bound herbarium. Like gardening, poetry is a skill that must be cultivated, tended to, and weeded throughout the years. In her poem, Tell All the Truth But Tell It Slant, the speaker, and I dare say Emily, says that telling the truth, the full truth, is necessary, but we should be careful how we say it. In the second line, Success and Circuit Lies, Emily capitalizes circuit, which is the first of a series of capitalized or illuminated words throughout the poem. Circuit and circumference are often used interchangeably in her poetry. The poet saw the circumference as the circle of limitation on this side of the veil. There's a border around our mortal minds limiting what we can grasp. Author Charles R. Anderson in his book Stairway of Surprise says, As Emily contemplates the illimitable beauties of the heavens, she makes the false attempt to lose herself by reaching out to the full circumference of the divine. But her mortal limitations immediately assert themselves and make this effort mere strutting. So she is drawn back to the earth as her proper center. It is only there that she can lose herself and find herself in her poems. The next line, too bright for our infirm delight, gives us another illuminated word, delight. Emily once said, I find ecstasy in living. The mere sense of living is joy enough. Using the word infirm before it implies that she considers our joy to be that of a limited being, one handicapped by our presence within the circumference, the mortal cage in which we dwell. The truth's superb surprise illuminates for the first time the word truth. Emily regarded truth as unusual. She said, truth is such a rare thing, it is delightful to tell it. In this line, she perhaps is suggesting that truth is an unusual beauty to both the listener and the speaker. As lightning to the children eased is the next line, which shows us that lightning and children are of importance, because they are illuminated. Just as we calm children during lightning storms, assuring them of their safety, so too do those who speak truth need to offer some assurance. With explanation kind, the next line simply means to be mindful of giving a kind explanation or perhaps a kind of explanation. Then we're introduced to the illuminated truth again. The truth must dazzle gradually. We all can take the full truth better if it's revealed gradually. Our inferior mortal minds cannot handle the truth in its entirety, so we understand points of truth through parables and folklore and story. And the last line reads like a warning. Or every man be blind. If we aren't offered truth in a way that we can understand, then we'll likely reject it. 
and we must grow into our knowing, our truths. But there is an undercurrent of foreboding in this line, as if to suggest that every man is blind already. So let's listen to the poem one more time and see if you hear something different. Tell all the truth, but tell it slant. Success and circuit lies. Too bright for our infirm delight, the truth's superb surprise. As lightning to the children eased, with explanation kind, the truth must dazzle gradually, or every man be blind. Poetry, like most things, have different meanings depending on the reader. They speak to us, the individual, and they can bond with us. This poem encapsulates so much of what Emily strived to do through her poetry. She tried to have a real, authentic conversation through verse about the secrets of life and spirituality and death and so much more. She offers depth in the abstract that few have done before or since. When you've studied literature for a while, you find that certain authors hold special places in your heart. You feel this strange connection to their words or their lives. Emily has always been one that I feel tied to. Perhaps it's because I write short, rebellious poems that don't fit a meter, or maybe it's because I'm a strong introvert, or maybe it's because I'm fascinated by the topics she wrote about. She had this endless wandering, it seems, this deep desire to understand that I share as well. But despite our wanting to know, we've come to an acceptance that all the questions will never be answered. But that's okay. That doesn't keep us from leaning in and pressing forward with great expectation that the truth will dazzle us, even if it's gradually. As always, thank you for listening.